Welcome to Oilfield Talk. My name is Trey Fought, and I'm host of Oilfield Talk podcast. We want to speak with workers from all other aspects of the oil and gas industry and allow them the outlet to tell some crazy, amazing stories you just wouldn't believe are true. Not just the wildcats, the drillers, the roughnecks, the roustabouts, but the land-based offshore drilling operations, service companies, vendors, third-party personnel, production, transportation, all aspects of the industry that provide expertise throughout the oil field industry. But each of these have many, many hilarious stories to share about their time in the oil patch. I have no doubt that we will be able to share entertaining stories or tell tall tales that anyone who works in the industry will appreciate and get a hearty laugh while listening. But this is also going to be a family podcast. We'll be able to invite our families at home to listen. Although they won't believe half the stories we share, they may have a couple of dozen questions. Maybe it will give them and everyone a greater appreciation of the jobs we have in the oil field and why we enjoy our oil field family for half a year. So please, take an hour or so out of your day. Give a listen to the Oilfield Talk podcast. Hope you enjoy the stories as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. I owe everybody a, a prelude. I'm calling this one the past 48 hours. It's actually the 48 hours before I recorded the poopy episode, episode one. And just let everybody know what happened of two days beforehand. It really was a crazy time. So two days before I was setting everything up for my trip, my little loop I was planning to make where I was going to record three or four different people. I had set these appointments up with these people. They'd all agreed to participate. I was looking forward to it. I went out to hook up the truck and the trailer lights blew. A fuse blew in my truck and I didn't know what was going on. Started, I actually took it up to the Ford dealership. I've got the super duper warranty. Y'all fix this thing. And they said, well, it'll be a $125 diagnostic fee. And then she says, well, it's probably just a fuse. So I thought about it for a second and said, you know what? I'm gonna go check the fuses before I spend $125 for the guy to tell me it's a fuse. Sure enough, it was a fuse. So I parked on the side of the road, changed out the fuse, everything went good, everything was working fine. Get in the truck, drive about 30 seconds, it pops out again. Needless to say, I'm frustrated. Drive home, start looking around under the hood, changing fuse, found another fuse that was out, changed that one, hooked everything up, third fuse that I blew. At this point, I had to go back up to the auto parts place and pick up another box of fuses. And these are about $4 a piece. So I started doing the math and I said, really soon, I'm going to reach a point where it'd be easier, cheaper, and faster to just rewire the, the trailer. But I'm hard-headed. I want to find what the problem is. A lot of times it's just a simple fix, but it looks like I have a full dead ground out and it's burning up fuses. So I'm supposed to be packing the trailer up to go, but I've got light problems. I have to make a decision. Do I pack the truck and the trailer in my bags, or do I fix the lights? I decide to finish packing the trailer up, getting that ready to go, and I'll deal with the lights the next day. Got everything loated, secured, locked down, 
truck's connected to the trailer. I get a good night to sleep, wake up the next morning. My mind's clear. I know the problem. I need to get these lights fixed so that I can hit the road this afternoon. Keep in mind, I've got a lot of other things going on at the same time. I've got a, a graphic artist who's building the website that isn't finished yet. He's also printing shirts that I need to go out of town with because I want to take these with me to give to the guest. So I give him a call, ask him about the shirts. Hey, what time are the shirts going to be ready? He said, uh, ready. I said, yes, I'm going out of town today. I need to pick the shirts up. I thought you were going out of town tomorrow. No, I'm going out of town today. I need these shirts here pretty soon. It's like 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning, and he just kind of pauses. And I'm like, uh-oh. And he comes back. I thought you were going out of town tomorrow. I said, no, I'm going out of town today, and I need those shirts. So he says, okay, okay, I, I'll, I'm going to go down. I'm going to print some. I can't print them all, but I'll get some that you can take with you. I said, all right, I'll take whatever I can get. Hung up with him. I've got this internal clock going now. I have to drive about three hours away to go to my first guest. And I don't have lights on the trailer, so I want to drive during the daytime. The original plan was for me to go make a loop. I was going to drive over to Lafayette, stay at my cousin's house. We were going to record an episode. After I finished there, I was going to drive south to Kaplan to do at least one, if not two, recordings in Kaplan, spend the night down there, and then leave Kaplan going towards Crystal Beach, Texas, which is the Gulf Coast, Texas, a peninsula there that goes to Galveston. That was for the rig party. I was really looking forward to this rig party because anybody in the oil field knows a rig party is a wild and crazy and fun time. People are on their days off. They bring their families. They bring their kids. Some beverages had by all, just some sitting around telling some good stories. So I had this plan, and then it started falling apart. I called my cousin. I said, "Hey, cuz, I'm gonna be there tomorrow, about probably two or three o'clock in the afternoon." He's like, "Whoa, wait a minute! I got called out for work. I gotta go to Shreveport. I'm on the road right now. I'm gone." All right, thanks, cuz. Do it again next time. Hang up. I'm one guest down, but that's a we'll make do. I know I'm going to have several more to go, so scratch him off the list. Now it changes to driving directly to Kaplan. No big deal. So I finish packing all my bags. The trailer's ready to go. The truck's ready to go. The shirts are not ready. And now I'm just wasting time. And I'm also wasting daylight, and I need to be on the road driving three hours to Kaplan. But I can't start driving. So I call my graphics guy back. I said, look, can we meet on 310 at Highway 90? So anybody in the New Orleans area or in the Gulf Coast may know that Interstate 310 runs off of 10 down to Highway 90. And anybody locally knows. He lives in Metairie, so he knows. He said, sure, no problem. I'll meet you there. I can't leave my house until 5 o'clock. I was like, ah, come on. I need you, as soon as you can get there, I need to hit the road because I'm running late, late, late. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So I leave the house around four, a little after, heading that direction. Smooth ride, no problems. 
come off the interstate, 310, cross over the river, drop down into 310 at 90, and I'm getting hungry. So I pull into the IHOP. I'm going to have lunch. Actually, this is 4.30, almost 5 o'clock in the afternoon, late lunch. But anyway, I get parked and send him a text message and let him know I'm not at the gas station. I'm across the street at the IHOP. He messages back, I'm just leaving the house. So he's about 20 or so minutes later leaving than I expected. But all right, fine. Shouldn't take him more than 20, 30 minutes at the most to get here. And that gives me enough time to eat. So while I'm sitting down eating, waiting on him to get there, I get a phone call. He's like, where are you? I said, I'm at the IHOP. I can't find an IHOP. I said, well, do you see the Burger King? He says, yes. I said, do you see the Taco Bell? Yeah. He said, I'm on the same side of the street as the Burger King, across the street from the Taco Bell. It says IHOP, big old sign out front. I don't see it. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know where you are, but it's pretty easy reference points. 310, 90, IHOP. He said, well, I've driven up and down the street. I can't find it. Then he asked, airline highway is 90, right? I was like, oh, no. I said, no. I said, airline highway is highway 61. I said, highway 90 is on the other side of the Mississippi River. I'm on the West Bank. You're on the East Bank. You're driving up airline. You'll never find it. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. So, yep, he wasn't far. He really wasn't. He was just across the river, but it just was more time. All right, and I'm trying to leave. By this time, I finished eating. I'm standing out in the parking lot waiting. He pulls up. I take a minute to show him around the trailer. He's never seen the, the podcast trailer. It's finally finished. I sent him pictures, but I, he hasn't seen it himself. And he gave me the shirts. I don't have long. Boom, got to go. Threw everything in the truck. I hit the road. I'm rolling westbound on 90. I've got to get some miles underneath my tires because I'm running late. Now, Poopy's waiting for me, but Poopy doesn't care what time I get there. He's been in touch with me, gives me a call. He said, look, just take your time. Where are you gonna stay? I don't, I don't know where I'm gonna stay. I stay at my house, I got an extra room. I said, I'm running late. I'm not gonna get there. To, yeah, don't worry about it. He said, get here when you get here. I said, okay. So that kind of took some of the pressure off. I was able to kind of start calming down. I had everything I needed to do the podcast. I had everything that I wanted to head out of town. Now I just needed to get there. Unfortunately, as I'm driving west, I look up and the sun is going down fast. And I know that I cannot pull this trailer with no lights. One, it's illegal, and two, it's unsafe, and three, I'm just not gonna do it. So after I crossed over the, the river in Morgan City, there's a Walmart down there on the right. I stopped, went in. I was gonna have to stop at Walmart and do a shop anyway. So I took 20, 30 minutes, did my shopping, went back to the trailer section. I got a set of lights, just a small basic set. And I went over to get a big roll of Gorilla tape. Checked out, went out to the parking lot and spent about 20 minutes duct taping lights and running wire to the truck so that I'd have basic running lights and blinkers. And I'm so glad I did. The sun went down fast and I needed them. So after I get off of Highway 90, I'm going through smaller and smaller towns. I go through Abbeville, I go through Kaplan, 
Poopy lives on the other side of Kaplan. It's getting darker. I mean, at this point, it's pitch black. I am ready to get to Poopy's house, make the final turn, pull up in his driveway, and just throw it in park, get out, shut the truck off, I'm done. Go mix an adult beverage, go sit up on the porch with my friends. I'm ready to relax. I've had a rough day, and I'm done. It's about 10.30 at night. We sit around, we tell some stories. I explain what I've got in mind, but we're not going to do any recording tonight. Somewhere around 1, 1.30, I crashed out. Everybody else did. The next morning, we get up, taking our time. I'm in no hurry whatsoever. We're just taking it easy, waking up slowly. We'll get to recording in a little while. We go to the trailer, set up, and record the first episode of Oilfield Talk with Poopy. I hope you enjoy what we're doing. This is going to be another short episode because I don't know how much I'm going to be able to upload with the poor internet connection I have offshore. I plan to do a couple more short episodes before I go home to fill in, but I've got some really exciting news already. Poopy has 10 friends that want to record. So there's 10 more people in Kaplan. I'll be going back to get their stories. My graphics friend, he has three people, a boat captain and somebody else that wants to record. A couple of my friends from offshore have contacted me with interest. At least one land-based guy, at least one transportation guy. It's starting to come together and I can tell this time home could be really crazy. I'm hoping that we'll be able to record a lot of content. The more content I have recorded, I can get it edited, I can have it ready to go. Hopefully one day, I'm going to have enough content to drop at least one episode a week. I could see it going to two episodes a week, but I'm not going to push anything right now. I just want to get some good quality episodes in, draw some interest, and hope everybody's entertained. So y'all take it easy, work safe, be safe. Nomad Mobile Productions is a broadcasting and media production company that produces podcasts and provides a mobile podcast studio complete with audio and video recording equipment. We also offer post-production processing, editing, marketing, and publication for podcasts. Our mobile production studio will come to you. Visit our webpage, nomadmobileproductions.com, or our Facebook.